Fights Trey. I'm Jason. I'm Kevin. And we are back for another exciting episode reviewing this time, or previewing, I should say, UFC 236 in Atlanta. Yeah, and this one did. I, <laughs> when I saw this announced, I said this is the, uh, the um, battle for the interim championships because it's headlined yeah. by two fights that are... Uh, both going to be for interim championships. Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's uh, we talked about that, and uh, I think in, in our last episode, um, yeah, that uh, we are, are mentioned our feelings about interim championships. Maybe we should just recap that. Uh, what do you think about all these interim championships? They. Appeared so I went and um, looked up in the UFC's history how many times that they uh, champion have done champion versus champion. Um, oh no, I'm getting ahead of myself. I apologize <laughs> <laughs> for the interim belts. We talked a little bit mm-hmm. about this. Um, my feeling on the interim belts, and it, it, this is something that I've also not extensively, but I've, I've looked into a little bit. Um, I heard Dana White say a, a few weeks ago that the reason they do interim championships is because a belt's on the line and the fighters get a cut of the pay-per-view. And my response to that would be, I think you can make the rule, right? Unless there's something that I'm missing or I'm unaware of, like Dana can say can take a non-title fight and say you guys are headlining this pay-per-view you can get you you get a cut of it so i I don't know why getting a cut of the pay-per-view has to be attached to a a championship belt but that's what he was making it sound like um i I think that using that was his excuse for doing so many um i I think it just kind of waters it down and i think the reason that they do it is that they can sell more pay-per-views maybe just to the casual fan or um uh, you, you know, people who, who might hear, I guess this would be a casual fan, but, oh, you know, this, you know, it, it kind of spices it up. You know, this is two title fights now, as opposed to just, you know, uh, Holloway versus Poirier and um, Gasolum versus Adesanya. Mm-hmm. So I think that the UFC actually uses it as a marketing tool and more pizzazz to, you know, marketing it as uh, two title fights. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it's it's definitely a marketing tool. Um, you know, because they don't. You know, some of their their top uh, top level fighters, uh, the biggest draws, get cuts of pay per view, whether they're fighting for a title or not. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's no way Conor McGregor was fighting for just uh, you know part of ticket sales or you know a, a set rate. Um, right. You know, he's he's one of the biggest draws. You know him. Um, you know some of the heavyweights are are, are getting a cut. Um, so it's you know if he's presenting that as a reason, that's kind of that's pretty weak. They they can they can do that. But um, there is something to be said for being able to bill uh, a title fight rather than just um, you know a, a number one contender or something or who's waiting for a shot at a title waiting but this goes back to well why does it have to be an interim if if the champion's not defending it um strip the champion i, I know mm-hmm. um, I, I think it, it depends it, it seems to depend on how much dana likes the champion <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. some he runs out of patience for uh mm-hmm. it, it seems and he's like okay we're done you know and um 
but you know, if, if he's not going to defend it within a year, um, let the title move on. And if it's because of an injury, give him the first shot when, when he comes back, when, when the champ comes back or former champ, mm-hmm. uh, I don't see, but, uh, it, everybody knows that an interim champion is not the champion. So, mm-hmm. um, he's really the number one contender and, and to keep putting these, uh, uh like this, I think kind of dilutes the championship, but, mm-hmm. you know, and and not even anymore is is he the clear cut number one contender? Um, we saw with Tony Ferguson, um, and, and that's the lightweight division, which is, you know, it was and kind of still is a mess as far as Connor holding up the division for as long as he did to go box Mayweather, and um, then now with uh, uh, Habib being uh, suspended, but um, the way it was this is one of the interim fights on this card is for another lightweight interim championship mm-hmm. that Tony Ferguson um, was offered. So this would this would have been his second, uh, you know, in like a year or two years, his, his second crack um, at an interim belt, which he was he, he was the interim champion until um, Khabib and Connor fought, or, or was it Khabib and um, uh, Iaquinta, and uh, that determined who the official uh, late weight champion was going to be so like i said i know the lightweight uh, division is its own mess but that also happened in the welterweight division with who won the interim championship and then may or may not have turned down a fight or two uh offer against uh, tyron woodley and then uh usman gets the first crack at uh, Ty- uh tyron woodley instead of uh, Colby Covington, who, for all intents and purposes, is the number one uh, contender. So it's, it's yeah. like I said, it, it's kind of developed and morphed into something that isn't even, you're the clear-cut number one contender now. If Dana thinks something else makes sense, or he's mad at you for turning down a fight, you can be mm-hmm. jumped, someone can jump your spot in line mm-hmm. and uh, get a shot before you do. Yeah. Yeah, they, they uh, would do well to get that mess straightened out and, and get it done quick. Mm-hmm. Get, get rid of these belts. Let's get a champion. Let's get one champion. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's starting to turn into to you know WWE, who's you know they've got the these right. champions <laughs> and these intercontinental and the you know uh, you know come on, get rid of that crap. <laughs> no, and that's a good point because I I was also uh, when when you were saying that uh, boxing popped into my mind. You know, you have the WBO mm. champion, you have the IDF mm. champion, you know, who's the real mm. champion in the world. At least in the yeah. UFC, I guess it's, it's, you know, clear cut who the real champion is. But, I mean, these other belts floating around, I think your example's perfect. You know, it's like the WWE. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't need that competition. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's get into this. Let's take a look at what's coming up on Saturday night. And sure. again, uh, uh, we're going to take a look at the main card. And the first fight that's currently scheduled, hopefully this doesn't change, but uh, we're going to look at Nikita Krylov versus Ovin St. Pru. Yeah, and this is um, going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I think a pretty fun fight, maybe an underrated fight at a, at a light heavyweight. Um, OSP has been around while. Um, both of these guys, um, similar records. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Nikita Krilov in this mm-hmm. um, and, and breaking down this fight and taking a look at it. I, I just think he's 
and I, I should say I, I am aware uh, Oban since Oban's St. Prue does have a win over Nikita Krilov in the UFC, but I think Krilov comes back and gets his uh, avenges that loss. Um, so I'm going with Krilov. I, I think he's going to um, win a decision, but I just think mm-hmm. you know he's got 11 TKOs, 14 submissions, hasn't gone to decision um, for win or lose. So mm-hmm. uh, I <laughs> I think this is his first decision win um, over OSP. Wow. Okay. So we're going to split early on this one. Uh, I, I like that. Uh, so uh, with Krilov, I, I like. I like his record, um, 25 wins, not a single decision, like you said, um, you know, and the losses. This guy doesn't go the distance. One way or the other, uh, his fights seem to, uh, to get decided. Um, the thing is, I like St. Prue, though, uh, in this one, because um, his he's got a better takedown defense mm-hmm. um, and uh, actually a better takedown offense as well. Um the uh, let's see, Krilov has has uh, got most of his wins by submission, so uh, he's he's not uh, completely without skills there. But I, I think the way it stacks up, uh, we're going to see Saint Pru. Uh, we're going to see him uh, avoid the stand up, avoid the fight, and uh, and he's going to take it, uh, take it to the ground, do some ground and pound, and uh, I'm I'm. I'm betting on him for the win. This might, this might even go, um, this might even go to a decision. This might be Krilov's first decision. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, but um, well, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be so bold as to on this one to uh, uh, do the um, uh, make. make make the prediction on whether it uh, is a stoppage or, or, or a decision. But uh, in, in any case, I like St. Prue on this uh, with the, uh, with this takedown game. Very, very fair. Like I said, he, he does, um, <clears throat> he does already hold a win uh, over Krilov. So yeah, very well. And, and just looking at it, it's a, uh, he, uh, <clears throat> Beat him by submission, first round, Von Flew choke. Um, he's got uh, within his last uh, two other wins by Von Flew choke. Um, uh, one against uh, Yushin Okami, the other one against uh, Marcos Ajuro uh, de Lima. So um, we'll see. I think I think you're right. I think OSB has uh, better uh, grappling as far as takedown and takedown defense. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess on uh, Saturday night, we'll see if Krilov uh, learned from that first loss and is able to put, uh, together a better showing. Yeah. I do think this one's going to be, this one really is kind of hard to call. Uh, I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's, it's pretty close that, that the way they're matched up, even, you know, despite that, uh, that previous win by OSP, um, mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I, I think the the betting odds are actually pretty close to even on them. Uh, mm-hmm. So looks like looks like a toss up, a coin flip. That's as well, but maybe maybe that explains why we split on on our predictions on this one. So we'll see who who comes out uh, ahead on that. 
Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, move on to the next fight. We're looking at Alan Joban and Dwight Grant. Yeah, this one is another um, close fight that uh, Vegas, at least having it pretty close to even, if not, you know, all things considered, might as well be even. Um, I'm going with uh, Joe Ban on this. Uh, I just think that he has more experience, um, particularly in the octagon. And um, I think this is going to, I, I think actually this car is going to start off with two entertaining fights, but I think both of them are going to go to dis- decision. Uh, so I think uh, Joe Bon, even though he's capable of uh, finishing fights, a very you know capable finisher, um, I think he's going to uh, uh, go all three on this one with Grant. All right. Well, we're going to split again uh, on this one. I'm going to go with Dwight Grant on this. I think um, I think he is going to uh, keep this standing up. Uh, not that Joe Ban uh, in his he's only got um, uh, well he, he generally wins by KO. He's, he's got about a quarter of his fights uh, decision. Uh, few submissions uh not that many um but uh he both of these guys seem to prefer the stand-up game um uh grant doesn't have any submission so this is the kind of guy who who keeps it on his feet um and i think that it is going to pan out that way we're going to see um see grant use his power to uh take out joban yeah, and this is the, it, very well, you know, and it almost goes out without saying at this point in time um, that, you know, that's that's why they fight, you know, this, yeah. <laughs> that's why they, you know, they don't just wait for someone to pick the fight and say, okay, you know, we'll, we'll go. But, um, yeah, especially with Dwight Grant uh, training at an American Kickboxing Academy, uh, mm-hmm. you know that he, his grappling um, is going to be sound, although that didn't really work out for Willis versus Curtis Blades. <laughs> but um, a little different story with Dwight Grant. And um, I think this, you know, being his third fight in the UFC, uh, it's going to be a good test for him. I just think uh, uh, Joe Bond, um, you know, I think it's going to end up being a very good learning experience for him. Like I said, I think they're going to go to the distance. I think just the fight IQ and uh, overall UFC experience, uh, you obviously have to get on. And um, I, I think that's why he comes out with the decision. All right. Okay, well, next one on the evening is going to be Eric Anders and Khalil Roundtree. Yeah, and uh, Khalil, uh, one of the um, guys that was coming off of uh, a while ago, but I remember watching him on the uh, Ultimate Fighter uh, entertaining fighter. I think he ended up being in the finale. I think someone got injured, and uh, he was he was in the fi- um, finale. But he's coming off a loss of uh, against Johnny Walker, uh, one of the guys who's an up and coming mm-hmm. fighter at lightweight. Uh, and um, uh, Anders is coming off two fight losing streak, and I think Khalil mm-hmm. Roundtree actually gets a KO on this. Oh, I think he comes back in the. Uh, into his winning ways and gets back into the swing of things. And um, I think he's able to put it in. Uh, uh, should I call it? I don't know. 
uh, let's say <laughs> second. Second, I'm not second, right? great. I'm not feeling brave enough to say first round mm-hmm. KO, but uh, you, you know, Roundtree has the the power in his hands to stop it. Um, I'm gonna say second. Second round knockout. Bold prediction. I like it. Um, you know what? I am going to go the other way again. Uh, I think Eric Anders is going to take this. I think uh, he's not going to be able to prevent the takedown from Anders. Um, I think Anders has got the power also that even though he, it does concern me, he's coming off two losses. Uh, that kind of indicates to me, you know, he's, uh, he's certainly, um, kind of in a slump, <laughs> I guess two fights mm-hmm. make a slump. Um, <clears throat> Uh, Roundtree's also uh, coming off a loss as well, but um, you know he uh, Anders being uh, in in some desperate ways. I think this is. Uh, I, I'm hoping that uh, that's going to get him motivated to get some good training in for this one and be prepared. Um, uh, this one's pretty close. The betting line does uh, have Eric Anders slightly ahead. I don't know if that's uh, significant enough um, to to really uh, sway me on it, but um, uh, in this case, I'm I, I like the guy who uh, has got the better ground game and uh, who's also got power too. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I I think both of those uh, Roundtree needs to watch out that he doesn't get uh, taken down and manhandled. I think Anders has a capability to do that and if he's smart that's probably what he's going to come in planning to do yeah yeah that's um that's one of the show that uh that uh <laughs> held a uh, round tree back a little bit was you know being able to defend that uh that mm-hmm. takedown so good matchup mm-hmm. and um again we'll see so you're going with your boy Anders <laughs> your boy. Eric Anders Eric Anders um yeah yeah let's do that okay <laughs> all right so that brings us to the co-main event kelvin gastelum and israel adesanya your first uh interim championship of the night mm-hmm. for the middleweight which um uh, kevin kelvin excuse me i'm kevin he's kelvin <laughs> gastelum uh was supposed to fight robert whitaker and Israel Adesanya's fight against Anderson Silva was bumped up to the main event. That was that wonky um, pay-per-view yeah. down in Australia where I believe got some sort of hernia, something like night before, day of, early morning. So um, one of these that you hate to see, you wake up and look at the alert on your phone and says, oh, main event canceled. Oh, um, uh, yeah. So... Uh, Kelvin already in line for a title shot. Um, some people may feel that Israel Adesanya is jumping ahead a little bit, uh, specifically over maybe a Jacare Souza. Um, but this is a guy when he came into the UFC that uh, kind of got my attention, and I was picking to be uh, middleweight champion somewhere down the line in the next few years. So maybe this is the start of it. Um, and I'm picking him to win. Um, uh, Kelvin Gastelum, uh, tough guy. He's not, uh, only been finished once, never been TKO'd. 
But I think Israel Adesanya is going to be able to TKO him, infuse him with some movement. Um, he was really impressed me. I think Derek Brunson um, was his biggest grappling test to date, and uh, he I passed that with flying colors. So I don't know if he's going to be able to stop all the takedowns, or but I think he's going to be able to do enough, uh, frustrate Kelvin. Um, keep the fight mostly standing if he gets taken down, um, be able to get back up. And um, I think he, he's, I'm not going to pick around on this one, but I think he eventually gets the TKO KO finish. All right. Well, this is the, this is one we're going to agree on. Uh, I, I think that Adesanya has got the takedown defense that uh, he can avoid any threats that uh, Gastelum uh, Gaston has there, um, I think, and then on the flip side of that, um, he's definitely got the power. He, he wins. This guy wins by KO. Uh, occasionally goes to um, decision, but for the most part, uh, he he stops uh, his opponents. Um, coming in undefeated, sixteen and zero. Another Nigerian fighter. Um, in the same vein, kind of can you say maybe as Usman? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering if we're gonna is is this uh, a trend we're gonna see these Nigerians coming in, uh, starting to to make a name for themselves in in MMA with these two? If they perform like Adesanya and Usman, I I hope so. <laughs> I hope, I hope so. so. Both of these guys are exciting and perfect. And you know, I I really would have said that I uh, prior to his Woodley fight, really would have said mm-hmm. Usman was the. Uh, Mm-hmm. grapple kind of control beat you up mm-hmm. grind you out type of fighter mm-hmm. which he did in um <clears throat> this that's what he did to woodley but it, i mean it was exciting it was yeah. exciting back to john fitch you know or even gsp lay on you for five rounds and you know just do enough to you know beat you by points um right you know he was I don't. He, he was throwing punches and you know um, everything with bad intentions. So um, Israel Adesanya, obviously a different style of fighter, but um, both you know both exciting in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adesanya, I think, has <laughs> one of my favorite nicknames, a style bender. Um, <laughs> throw out to uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. If you're not familiar, fantastic mm-hmm. cartoon. <laughs> but in any event, yeah, this it's, it's I, I think this one's going to be a, a an entertaining fight, um, just one amongst uh, many on this main event. Actually, and I think I'm looking to this fight most of all uh, of uh, mm. on the main card. Um, I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing how Adesanya does against Gastelum. Um, the betting odds are pretty close on this one. A slight favorite to Adesanya, but um, I'm. In my personal take, I, I would favor that a, uh, a lot more towards Adesanya. I, I'd, I'd say he's uh, a, a more decisive favorite than slight. I wouldn't mm. say overwhelming, but uh, but I would would uh, I, the way I see this one stacking up. I, I'm uh, this is one of my more confident picks. I think is what I'm trying to say uh, on the night. I think that this is yeah. I, and- I, I, I don't have a lot of second thoughts on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Gaslam, though, I, I mean, I don't want it to seem like I'm overlooking him because he, he's he's a tough guy. He's one of these um, 
well-rounded, um, you know, just tough fighters that he, he, in a lot of ways reminds me of Whitaker, um, where you, you kind of look at him and you're like, eh, you know, I, I yeah. you don't, you don't expect him, I guess. And, and obviously don't judge a book by its cover, but you don't expect him to be as good as they are. Um, mm-hmm. I know Whitaker has a, a, a wrestling grappling background, but um, you just kind of like, eh, yeah. you know, these yeah. guys will do good, but I mean, they, they really get in the octagon and excel and um, they're, like I said, great everywhere. So yeah. this is going to be a really tough yeah. test style bender, but yeah. I, I think that he, he does come away. He with it. Yeah. And I don't mean to say that the Gastelum is a pushover. I don't think that by any means. Um, I think he, he's a good solid fighter. In fact, um, just earlier today, I was looking at the replay of, of Gastelum and uh, Bisping. Mm-hmm. And uh, that knockout, man, he Ooh, put yeah. Bisping out. <laughs> he's out. Yeah. So um, he, uh, he's, he's got some power. He's, this is guy not, uh, as they say, not to be trifled with. So uh, he he's he prevents some danger. I, I uh, but I think uh, Adesanya is an up and comer, and uh, he's going to use Gastelum as a stepping stone to go to that next level. Mm-hmm. We'll see if I'm right. I have been wrong before, but uh, that's the way I see it. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> okay, all right. So on to the main event: Max Holloway versus Dustin Poirier. Interim championship number two. This is, um, I think, a definitely a unique situation because Max Holloway stands to be the first champ, interim champ, champ, champ. The first interim, interim champ, champ. champ. <laughs> Do you I call it champ you interim would, champ or what? Yeah, I, I don't know how you would say that. I, I think, <clears throat> I think if he wins, you just go with champ, champ, even <laughs> though he's not. <laughs> easier to say and it's uh, you know still still quite the accomplishment um both of these guys have been on a tear they they fought earlier on in their careers a few years ago um dustin poirier getting the submission win over max holiday in fact that's the only time that max has been stopped um out of his three losses um that's the only stoppage the other two come by decision um max is just this is the fight. You said the last fight was one that you're most looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to this. I think this fight edges that one out, the, mm-hmm. the co-man event out for me, because um, both these guys are just on a roll. Like, I mean, if you look at their last five, uh, Holloway beating Aldo twice, finishing Pettis, um, and then Ortega coming in, who a lot of people, myself included, thought he, that was going to be a real challenge, Ortega being a bigger um, uh uh, featherweight and uh, that Ortega just had where he put Frankie Edgar's lights out. Um, I thought, and, and Max just walked through him. Um, <laughs> uh, then Dustin Poirier's last five, Eddie Alvarez twice, uh, TKOing uh, Justin Gaethje, and uh, also he, he submitted Anthony Pettis. Um, these guys are both on tears. Um, Max, to me, though, is just a guy at this point kind of along the lines of a John Jones where I'm not going to bet against him until I see somebody beat him. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with Max. I think this is going to be a five-round all-out war, and uh, I think Max gets the decision win. 
Yeah, I'm, I I agree with you on this one. Um, I think with, with Max Holloway, I uh, I think I picked against him in his last fight that we saw. And, um, yeah, that taught me not to do that again. This guy <laughs> is just – I think he's at that, you know, that – that next level right now. Uh, I think that's obvious and eh, that's not a great insight, but he, he, uh, yeah, he, he's the one don't bet against him right now. Maybe, you know, maybe you don't think he's going to win, but you still don't bet against him. Uh, <laughs> right. You know. Now I will, uh, let me, cause I'm getting a little bit ahead and I, I will, um, <laughs> modify that statement a little bit. If Max does win and he faces Habib next, Mm-hmm. I think I might <laughs> no, on that one. I, I yeah. still, it'd be hard to bet against Max, but, but yeah. I think um, Habib edges him out with his streak and the um, don't bet against him popped into yeah. my mind. Yeah. That he's a small, smaller fighter. So yeah, when you start, I think when you throw in weight on that and then with, uh, with the ground game of Khabib, um, those two factors, uh, the bigger fighter having an gr- awesome ground game. Yeah, I, 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 I would, I would question that. <laughs> so, yeah. but you know, and that's the way I think. It, it, this weight, I think Max is just too tough. I mean, to, uh, to, yeah, I, I, he's just too tough. That I, I don't think it, the guy. He, it, it seems like he could be hit all day long and um, nobody's going to knock him down um, yeah. right there right now. He, he, and why am I drawing a blank on who he fought last? But um, Brad uh, Ortega. I, 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 yeah, that's it. Or in the Ortega fight, I thought um, I, I picked Ortega and uh, he, but Ortega just, at, at, that guy's got the top level jujitsu. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if he's, if he can't take Holloway down, I don't see <laughs> many people uh, being able to do that. And then mm-hmm. um, the the stand—he's just too tough on, on the stand-up. Um, you're mm-hmm. going to have to have somebody a lot bigger with a lot of power to, I think, be able to to really do it. And so I, I, I see a pretty convincing win for Holloway. I, I mean, He—it's not that he doesn't get hit. I mean, he takes a punch, but uh, he's yeah. just one of those guys. I mean, he's he's Hawaiian from Hawaii, but you know he must have some of that Mexican DNA, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because he's he's like one of those Mexican fighters who just gets pounded, and it doesn't seem to affect him at all. Right, <sighs> right, no, and that's he. Um, yeah, he's he's really he he's a guy who you have seen improvement from and and um each one of his fights um even from the first jose jose aldo to the second jose aldo and i mean he looked phenomenal in both of those fights um yeah but i mean he's a guy better both of these guys are young max is only 27 yeah. I, I remember um uh, i guess it would have been six years ago but <laughs> I, I looked at Max Holloway on, on one of these cards, and I'm like, oh, this guy's, you know, I thought 30, 32, or whatever, and they're like 21. I'm like, no way. <laughs> yeah. Just, um, you know, he's, to me, uh, just his appearance um, and how long he's been fighting and the streak that he's been on and the fighters that he's fought, it's hard to remember um, that he's only 27 years old. Um, yeah. So he's he's definitely he's at the top yeah. of his game and he probably hasn't even hit his prime yet. Yeah, no, I uh, agree. He's 
he, he looks like one of the guys who might hold on to the title for a while. Um, yeah, if uh, he, he's he's got a, a bright career uh, still ahead of him, he's at the top of his game. Uh, hard to see right now uh, who's going to beat him at the weight he, he's at, unless he does something foolish and goes up uh, higher than what his his body frame could actually naturally hold. So, uh, so I'd like to, and, and I do mm-hmm. think this is a smart move for him being the current mm-hmm. featherweight champion um, mm-hmm. and going up to lightweight to fight for the lightweight interim. Um, because I think he, he is a bigger featherweight. I think those weight cuts down to 145 are really mm-hmm. tough on his body. He's still, you know, he looks mm-hmm. phenomenal at 145, but I think this is a natural move for him mm-hmm. um, to go up to 155. Mm-hmm. So, if, you know, if he does end up winning this 155 interim mm-hmm. championship, um, it mm-hmm. matches up. Like we discussed yeah. earlier, that doesn't necessarily mean he's next to fight the champion Khabib. Khabib. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, that's, should be the way that it plays that's out. Obviously. Um, Tony Ferguson's in the mix there somewhere too. Um, once he gets, uh, his, his life back on track, it sounds like he is doing better. Um, but, uh, you know, it's going to be interest, interesting if Holloway, even if he doesn't win, if he hangs around at 155, um, cause I yeah. think probably at this point in his career, um, that's the better way for him. And ooh, that's that's a tough division. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that, they've they've got some some good fights there. I think lined up for them. Um, all right, well, that is our look at UFC 236, and I would be remiss if I didn't offer my podcast partner congratulations on the birth of his first child, a son. Thank you. Congratulations, Kevin. Welcome to fatherhood. There's Thank you. Actually, um, I picked him. He's, he's was fussing a little bit. I got him. Got him. Yeah, we might have heard his debut a little bit earlier when I was giving my review of one of the fights. I heard some some squeaks there, uh, <laughs> but now he's he's asleep in in daddy's arms. Yeah, uh, all should be. So, like I said, there's there's nothing better than fatherhood except for drinking late at night and sleeping late in the morning. So <laughs> say goodbye to all that. Hey, I think I think even with the sleepless <laughs> nights, I wake up feeling better. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. drinking all night, so I'll take that. <laughs> awesome! Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Well, that's going to be it for this episode. Come back next week. We'll uh, see if we could wrap this one up. See how we did. Uh, see how these picks went for us. Uh, some some differences of opinion on this one. So uh, somebody's going to be right and somebody's going to be wrong on these. I would say someone's O has got to go, but uh, both of our O's went a long time ago. Long time, yeah. We'll see if he's going to be the hot, riding the hot streak after this one. Those are bragging rights. All right. Thanks, Kevin. And thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Jason. I'm Kevin. And this has been Fight Strike. <laughs>